Heartcentric Podcast with Rafi and Klee. Hola, you amazing artists, and welcome to the podcast. We're uh, Rafi and Klee. Oh man, I messed up already. <laughs> and today we're going to talk about how to build trust with, with you, with you, with yourself, especially in doing what we're doing as artists. Um, being able to trust your own decisions and your own decision making in your art career because that's very important. Indeed, and I can say for sure, for sure, that when I started this artistic career journey, I did not trust myself. Not even a little. I would say that there's still areas where I don't <laughs> trust myself uh, when it comes to this this whole thing. Because, you know, it's all, for a lot of us, getting started in an art career, this is new. This is like uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. And you always have, every time I say uncharted I know. Completely uncharted. There's no there's no recipe for an artistic There career. is no recipe and like in a, for a lot of it people are used to looking for a recipe. They're lo- they're used to looking for somebody to explain to them how something needs to get done. Um and by the way you guys, anybody that's listening to this, um we have our amazing rogues here with us and they will be chiming in we'll be listening uh, listening we'll be reading the ticker tape um as we talk about this subject and they usually chime in with their very brilliant insight into this stuff this is a community of artists and you know we're we're all in in this together Indeed, much. even though we're on our own individual journeys, That's we right. are uh, the greater creative fam. Exactly. <laughs> so this topic actually came to us uh, based on an email we got with some really great, uh, really great, really great <laughs> questions. <laughs> one week, one week of not podcasting. We don't know we how to do mess. it anymore. <laughs> okay. So this topic came to us from an email that we got with some really great questions. And basically the short version is that um, she's going to art school, right? Yep. And um, some of the assignments and projects um, she kind of went in her own direction with because she's following her own moral compass and her own ideology and and building, you know, her, her voice essentially and found that she was getting docked on her grades for doing so and so started to question like how do I trust myself and follow my own compass right. in my art career when I'm being told on the surface that that's okay but then getting docked getting docked for, for it. doing so yep and obviously that's um that's a very specific situation but it led us into this topic of like how do you trust yourself to make your own decisions and navigate your art career and be the boss of your creative empire, especially if you have people, experts, other artists, teachers, mentors telling you that maybe you're making the wrong choices. Right, right. And that's that's one of the issues I think that a lot of us run into is whether it's people that are right then and there telling you that you're making the wrong choices or... Um, you just read a, a lot of the stuff that I read on the internet. That's like advice for artists. I'm like, not all of it, but 
some of it I'm like, this is not, this is, this would never have helped me in my career. There's a lot of really like narrow tunnel vision advice floating around out there for artists. Cameron said, trust in myself is trusting my abilities to handle things I don't understand. The unknown is scary, but I need to have more faith in my ability to adapt and learn a new skill. Business related for me. That's awesome, Cameron, because ultimately... That's what we're going to be talking about. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about. What what trust actually is, right? Because a lot of times when people people are thinking of trusting yourself, it means that well, that, I trust myself to make all the right decisions, and like that's just not reality. It's that's, not going to happen. That, that, that's not how it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. You know, like. A lot of people think that I did for sure. Trusting myself means that I'm trusting myself to always make the best choice. To make the best choices because I am trustworthy with my business and stuff. I'm I can make the best choices even though this is something that I'm pursuing that I've never done before. Where I'm at now, and we'll circle back around to this, I'm sure, is that I trust myself to navigate any situation regardless of what's happening, which means I made a decision that maybe wasn't great, and now I have to f- figure that out, or I don't know how to move forward, or the sh- sh- shite setting the fan. <laughs> it's the it, trusting in your ability to adapt and make choices, yeah. and then assess from there. So Kyle had said, the funnel I built helps me pour paint from a large bucket into smaller containers. Lol. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only kind of funnel you need. Yes, forget about the sales funnel or the email funnel or any other kind of funnel <laughs> that they talk about in marketing. Uh, the the actual funnel. Yeah. That's where it's at. And, it, you know, trusting yourself to pour into the funnel. That's right. Rob said, I was told once by a teaching artist that I should not do a festival because I hadn't been painting long enough and I needed to wait like three years. Three years? Why Why so specifically three because years? That's, because that's, because that, so that is the rounded out number. Like a lot of, a lot of people, it's just the rhetoric that continues to go. <laughs> where, yeah. Where basically it's like you want to at least build your body of work. Whenever you hear that, what they'll recommend is three years. I don't know who came up with three years or where they pulled that number a lot of from. people love to use three years like it's three years before you're going to be profitable and also th- you need to wait three years yeah. before you try, start trying to make so um also rob did the show yeah. and didn't listen and the very first show was very profitable and i remember rob telling us this story and also i was very pleased that you sent a very friendly and diplomatic message saying Hey, by the way, I didn't listen to your advice and I did very well. Yep. Because we've been talking a lot about well-meaning naysayers. Um, That's come up in conversation a lot, especially this past week. People who might think they're looking out for you, right? Even in the case of um, the question that we got about um, professors wanting to steer you in a direction. Oh, yeah. Because they think they're helping you out or mentors wanting you to do these very specific things because they want to see you succeed. But at the same time, stifling, not paying attention to who you really are and what direction you're going in. Who you are, what direction you're going, and not understanding that, like, your journey is different. Mm -hmm. Like, first off, a lot of mentors, right, that that do the, you know, that that are mentoring artists, a lot of them haven't actually been out there, done shows, you know, done exhibitions or anything like that. They're just kind of going off of what they see works with other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them aren't even artists, which drives me crazy that artists are paying them money to be mentored by them. And they, 
have never even done this in the first place. Other mentors are people who have been at this for a long time. One of the one of the rogues that we talked to this week was told to go in a direction, and this mentor has been in the art world for a long, for a very long time. Yeah, she's, and she's, I, she's I got some accolades. She's, and stuff. she's like in her eighties and stuff. She's got some accolades and stuff. But honestly, when I'm looking at when I'm looking at a lot of the advice that she was giving, it's it's a little outdated. You know, the the art world has changed so much just in the last ten years, let alone the last however many other years um, that she's been in it. So, like, I think a lot of a lot of what the advice that comes needs to be relevant to where you are. I know we talk about stuff all the time. And but what's most important to us is that, like, take everything that we say with a grain of salt, because we're not walking in your shoes. I might be like, you need to do this or, you know, whatever, which I hardly ever do, because I hate I hated when people would tell me, you know what you need to do? You need to do this because this is what's popular in our area. That's great advice. It just doesn't work for me. Yeah, you know? I mean, essentially, if you're looking at an art career just, like, in general, you're, like, maybe you're looking at several art careers, right? Hundreds of art careers, thousands of art careers, and you're, like, trying to put this map together, take averages of, like, what worked and what didn't work. That's great. That's statistics, essentially. Right. Uh, but... It's really like maybe that's a jumping off point. Yeah. And but then you're kind of you're on your own. Unfortunately, you to... statistical data doesn't doesn't cover the one on one experience. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's that's one of the issues is that it's easy to look at a group of artists and say, OK, well, what made this if you were to break down? How did Picasso become popular or how um, eventually, you know, how Warhol became popular or uh Klimt or any any of these artists that like we know of by name whether it was uh before they died or after they died their all their journeys were completely different mm-hmm. there's no there's no formula there the only thing that is really that they all have in common is that they they put themselves out there like that's ultimately it they put themselves out there and they persisted some of them took longer to get to where, you know, a place where they wanted to get to. Some of them got there after, you know, like it just they kept persisting. And that's one of the reasons that our message, that's as far as it goes, persist however you deem that you're going to persist. And so like when, you know, for example, with this artist that gave that advice, she's in her 80s. She's been persisting for years. So like that's great. But then some of the advice that she gave was very on like you got to do this and you got to do this and you want to get out of this place because it's a dump and you want to do this. And like a lot of that advice just didn't, didn't work. It didn't. Some of it may have been very effective. Um, she also, you know. she also made the statement, don't you want to be a master like me? Which right there, I was like, Ooh, I don't think you get to. Yeah. I don't, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Really, I don't know. Yeah. Um, Rachel said, I think the th- I thought the three years thing came from the average time to do your thousand hours of practice or is it a hundred hours? Yeah, I've heard those 
thrown out to a thousand hours, you know, ten thousand hours. Well, you know what's um, funny is uh, the what is that book? The book that we read about the ten thousand hours. I forget what and, it's called. Um, what's the author's name? Do you remember? I don't. Uh, either way, uh, the basically there's an interview with him, and he was talking about that the ten thousand hours and how all of a sudden all these like self help people. And like hustle culture, people all had jumped on that one thing there. He was like, that's not even what I was talking about in the book about the 10,000 hours thing. Like it just became a culture in of itself because he had he had found out that information Mm -hmm. about um, about just practicing and and putting it out there. Obviously, that number fluctuates. The more you put yourself out there, the more people are going to know about you. The more art you create, the more you have to put out there. The more time you spend doing it, the more it just it's just an average of numbers, yeah. you know, and like there's no there's no definite thing. You can't say it's going to take three years. You know, uh, you could say, you know, it took me about four or five years on average. It takes about this this much time but like you're just talking about averages you, there are no specific things no it's all very relevant to your specific situation yeah. cameron said my professors all had different philosophies when it came to their art and i had to trust myself in order to take what they taught and mold it into something that's my style and yes. not a mimic cameron absolutely so good that is so good yep that is that is exactly the way that you approach things you're going to hear things that make sense to you and you're going to hear things that you're like, Meh, I don't, right, I don't yeah. really think, I don't really think I want to do that. And really, that's that's the way that that you kind of balance out the advice that is out there, um, and, and especially trusting yourself, trusting yourself to pick something, to choose something, is what ultimately matters. Being willing to make that decision. Susan says, I could see learning and doing a new technique. Yeah, definitely techniques and do it if it's right for you or do something else. Techniques, most certainly, that's where like online courses, instruction, YouTube, university, whatever, to learn a new technique, definitely. I think it's when your worldview or your ideology comes into question. That's what really um, made my hair stand up a little was um, this person who sent us this question was actually being told that like the subject matter and the specific perspective that she was coming from was not going to do well. Right. Like her belief system and what she's choosing to say with her work was not right. like it was coming into question. And I feel like that's so personal. Like that's and, not. And it was, it was only because it was the, the less popular of the opinions that were within the class. Mm -hmm. So this person was standing out, um, you know, kind of against the grain and the teacher doctor for that. And that's where like uh, that kind of thinking doesn't make sense to me. Right. uh, Especially in the art world. No, I mean, that's like that. That's every artist's right is to express their thoughts and beliefs like, <laughs> i mean that's as what... far as i know that's that's what you're supposed to do <laughs> uh apparently according to these uh mentors or teachers i'm i'm completely wrong rob said uh, sometimes i wonder if some mentors are just jealous that someone wasn't following a standard practice. i think i think that that gets under people's skin sometimes when they're giving advice and they're you know because essentially the only really the only thing that you could talk about 
is what you've experienced yourself. And a lot of time, what you've experienced is based on what your own belief system is. So if you have an insecurity about this thing and you're like, well, I don't want to do that because that doesn't work, but you never actually tried it. And then you go and you do it a a certain way. And then you're like, well, this is what works. And then you're giving somebody advice and you're like, stay away from that. That doesn't work. Um, And then they do it and it does work. You, your own belief system comes into question and that could be aggravating for a lot of, a lot of mentors that like followed a certain way of doing things. And then here you are coming in, just having fun and doing your own thing and creating your own art career. And they're like, what the hell? Like, that's not how it's supposed to be done. Um, and so, yeah, I think, I think a lot of it might be jealousy might just be a lot of it's just well-meaning naysayers, people yeah. genuinely trying to help. And, um, you know, this is where you take what works for you and you chuck the rest. Cotter Pinks, thank you. Yes, Malcolm Gladwell. Yes, yes, that's right. Wendell said, it takes a decade or more to understand what your art school professors were wrong about and then the rest of your life to get it out of your <laughs> It's a work in progress, right? Just like trusting yourself. (laughs) Leslie said, I did learn the disciplines of art making at university and then relearn artistic freedom after this. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, that's the thing, you know, there, I, I will never, first off, like, unfortunately, a lot of times it sounds like I'm going against academia. I'm not going against academia. I think learning the basics, I think all that stuff is important. Whether you decide to go to school or you decide to teach yourself, I think learning a lot of the basics is very, very important. But what I disagree with is somebody putting someone else down. And unfortunately, there's a lot of that going on in academia. And that's the only thing that I stand against. But whether that's in school or an online artist mentor or somebody on YouTube or somebody at a gallery or somebody walking down the street. That's where I'm like, you know, you could eat a bag. The fact of the matter is when you embark on a creative career or entrepreneurial stuff in general, you're going to get a lot of advice. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of advice. <laughs> Mostly from unsolicited. From everyone. Advice. And so I think the key here, and we were just having this conversation the other day, even if you get steamrolled by someone who has like a really dominant personality and they're like, this is what you need to do and blah, blah, blah. Even if you're like, uh-huh, okay, in the moment, you have to stop and evaluate. Stop and evaluate afterwards, yeah. And determine like, is this me? Does this feel right or does this feel off and ultimately that's what it comes down to and being able to trust that what you're really feeling is 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 what's right for you what's right for you and that's ultimately what matters you got to be able to trust yourself in in evaluating that and the worst thing you could do and i think really when it comes to anybody that's giving advice is make sure that you understand that you're always standing on even ground Um, just because somebody has been doing this a lot longer, somebody has been, you know, uh, somebody's had a very successful career or they're in the limelight or anything like that. What's most important is to never hold somebody on a pedestal. Understand, like I could learn from you as an equal, right? And unfortunately for a lot of people, they hold themselves up on a pedestal and and do things like this woman did where she's like, don't you want to be a master like me? You know, like I'm here and it's like you can't you can't do that because you have no idea what direction this person's life is going to go in nor 
what direction your life is going to go in. Um, that to me is like a prison that I, you would put yourself in. I think ultimately, uh, a, an important first thing here is to really determine who you are and what's true, what's true for you, what's true to you. Like, you know, it's cliche to say finding your voice, but whatever, finding your artistic voice, knowing yourself in order to know this is me or this is not me at yeah, you all. Gotta, you got to figure out, I mean, that's the beauty of being an artist is, you know, this is in this career, out of all the careers, out of all the, all the corporate jobs, any job, growing up in the family business, this is the career that I have that has really taught me the most about who I am. Right. Because it's such a personal thing. You're expressing yourself. This is the career that really allowed me to start trusting myself because I'm running my own business. And not only am I running my own business, but I'm running my own business with things that I create from the heart that I'm not creating because this is what's popular in this area or research shows that this kind of painting sells more than this kind of painting it's it's all a very emotional journey. So a lot of a lot of my growth in life really has come as a result from being an artist. Mm -hmm. And I think that I think that when you realize that when you know that this isn't a job, this is a lifestyle, this is a, a way of living that it really those kind of things, those 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 choices that you make of starting to trust yourself really become a journey. So instead of it being this whole art career thing where I just want to make money, it you understand that all of that is just part of the growth process, you know, and, and you start to persist because you realize, wow, this is this is where I'm really growing in life, mm -hmm. you know, not just getting better with the art and stuff. Because Kelly says this is one of the reasons uh, I never learned about the masters because I trust my own ability. I don't need to paint like them. And I agree. Like I... My study with the masters has more to do with how they live their life because I'm curious. They're fascinating. They're fascinating. Yeah. You know, artists are just fascinating. So like that's but would I I was never very much interested in techniques and stuff like that other than how did they come up with it to go against the grain at the time? Because a lot of the artists that we know of today were artists that went against the grain and when they first started to go against the grain, everybody told them to stop. Your stuff sucks. Don't do it that way. Yeah. That's not how it's Almost done. Almost across the board. Across the board. Yeah. Um, I think when you when it's like it's everything, not just like your subject matter or your style or whatever, but it's like when you embark on the journey of knowing yourself, right? Then you automatically get those red flags when someone's telling you that you yeah. need to be something different. Even the smallest thing, right? Like you need to use uh, digital book uh bookkeeping program instead of physical notebooks and yeah. you could be like no that's not how i roll because you know yourself you know what works best for your workflow you know what you know all of this you know your mission statement you know what style you know and that's going to evolve but it's just really kind of checking in with yourself all the time because like i said advice is flying at you from, from I, I love i love to say check yourself before you wreck yourself. Definitely. And basically what that means is make sure that what you're doing is you and what you want. So just be you, mm -hmm. essentially. And you guys have probably heard me say that a million times. Like, just be you. Just be you when you're approaching something. And if something doesn't jive with you, 
you know, you could say thank you, but no thank you. Um, or just like, oh, yeah, that sounds good. And so, Which like, is usually my response when somebody's like giving me some advice and I'm like, yeah, I'm probably not going to do that. Sure. I'm like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't I don't think I'll do that, but that sounds good. Yeah. And, and so what if it comes down to you're faced with a decision and you don't know if it's you or not? You're like, I don't know because I've never done it before. Um, and I say, you know, obviously gut feeling is going to play a huge role, but I've made a lot of decisions that I was like 50-50 on, like I'm not sure how this is going to go, just to have the experience. Yeah. So even if it turns out to be a dumpster fire, then I, ha- I have that ex- those experience points the truth, on my belt. The truth of the matter is that if you have a hard time making decisions, right, that has to do with trust. And the most important thing to do in order to combat that stagnation and making decisions is to make decisions right just make a choice just pick one you know sure do a little bit of research don't get stuck in a research loop pick something allow yourself to follow your gut and allow yourself to get it wrong because i think that that's the biggest thing a lot of people are afraid to make the wrong choice not understanding that if you make the wrong choice then you're going to pivot and recover from that I would argue that falling on your face is one of the best things that can happen in order for you to develop trust with yourself. Yeah. Because ultimately, you start to realize that no matter what happens, you're going to be able to dust it off and move forward. That is the irony, too. That it, That really is the irony. Wendell says, sometimes you just have to accept that you will get docked for, for doing, doing what, what you, you have, have to, to do. do. Yes, Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's my approach for with with everything. Like um, whenever I'm approaching something, I'm like, this will probably never get in or this, you know, people they're they're not going to like this, uh, you know, but I'm going to do it anyway. I'm going to do it anyway, just because every every time I enter, let's say I enter a competition or we do an art show or we do anything right the reasons that I'm doing those things is because I'm doing them for myself. Um, if I'm engaging in a conversation, I'm engaging in a conversation because this is something that I want to converse about or I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of it, a lot of it is, you know, could be considered very selfish. But if I'm having an experience, whether it's the right one or the wrong one, I'm doing it for myself because I I want to experience that or learn that or maybe learn that lesson at that time even though sometimes you know it's like future me is like swearing at past me like why would you do this you know that kind of thing sometimes past you knows like I'm gonna learn a lesson (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how it's gonna go Kelly said that instructor should that instructor should have given her bonus for coming up with an original idea for a topic assigned yes I agree I agree um and technique and execution is one thing and you can grade on that but yeah personal ideology is it's, not it's really like, weird yeah that's not an area where where teachers should be you know i mean if even in a philosophy class like that that's the whole point yeah it's yeah. a debate and uh, yeah i don't understand rob says it's like a math problem that you get wrong because you didn't show all your steps to the answer when you know in the real world you will never show your work (laughs) that's so good (laughs) that's the one thing i never understood the math i'm like really come on 
Yeah. A lot of times I would have, I would come up with the answer. I would have the answer and I was like, yeah, I've got the answer. Oh shit. Now I have to show, you know, cause some of it I would figure out in my, in my, in my head. Yeah. And then I'd have to go back and I was like, oh. I didn't like that either. No, I didn't like I that. I like having to show your work in the math problems. Susan said, it comes down to what people like, what sells, and what you like to create. School is learning. Real world is making a living, creating, dump schooling that does not work. Yeah. I agree with you. And I really, for me personally, I'm of the school of like, I create jewelry that I would want to wear and I write music that I want to hear and honestly I almost don't even worry about whether people will like it um yeah. as it turns out people do like it not everyone likes it but there are plenty of people that are going to so that's kind of my compass as far and that's, as and making that's, stuff and that's where we were at because we understood that like it was going to take a while to get there right because if you're in an area and let's say that it's a that's why I say like <clears throat> doing doing artwork that works for the area, like the touristy stuff or like beach culture and mm -hmm. things like that. If you live in an area like that, that artwork is going to sell. You're going to know what what sells in the area. Right. Um, I didn't want to create any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the advice that the other artists were like people that had been doing it for a long time were giving me was to do that because that's what was going to sell. Um, except I knew that if I started doing that, that chances are that's what I would become popular for. And then I'd, I kind of back myself up in a corner and I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with doing that, you know, and, and kind of diversifying your work in that way. But for me, like, I just did not want to do that. I did not want to create what sells. A, because I didn't know what sold, what, what sold. All I knew was what I liked to create. So I started creating what I created. And, you know, at first, people didn't know what to do with that. And, but eventually, little by little, people started to, some people started to notice my stuff because it was different, right? So as it turns out, my niche in the area was not beach art or touristy art like that. Like then I fell into something that was different because there were people that lived in the area that were so used to going to art galleries and festivals and things like that and seeing beach art that were just tired of it. And so immediately I show up and I'm, I'm like a breath of fresh air because everybody had jumped on the bandwagon that this is the art that sells. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why. I'm not saying that it's not the art that sells, but you really have to determine for yourself what it is that you want to do. Understanding full well that, yes, we could have approached that market. I could have approached that market and made a killing from the beginning and just kept making a killing, except I didn't want to do it that way. I wanted to create my own niche, my own, my own art that sold. Yeah. Um, and we both very early on in our careers, we both found ourselves doing some uh, at the request of customers doing some work that was very profitable, but not us. And very quickly realizing like, oh, we got to get out of doing this. Yeah, like it's not making you us guys, happy. You guys know that I started in the very beginning. I was doing like these wooden signs and these wooden signs were amazing. Right. I was creating these awesome wooden signs, but. I didn't want to do it. And so that's part of it. It's like you make a choice, you make a decision because 
you have to make a choice. You can't you can't be stagnant. You got to make a choice. Just because I decided to start with wooden signs doesn't mean that I don't trust my choices. It just means that that seemed like the right choice at the time. Mm-hmm. I pivoted and decided no, that's not what I want to do. So a few months into it, and you know I was already popular with the with the local wooden signs. Um, I decided to make a different choice and walk away from that. And that's how you build trust with yourself is being able to say, no, I know that that's not me because I did that and that's not me. Yeah. Because we can speculate till from now till the end of time. But honestly, it's making a choice, determining whether you're happy with said choice, and then either pivoting or continuing on with that choice. Yep. Like it's really about experience points, building trust with yourself, doing the things that ultimately work for you and especially doing the things that ultimately don't work for you and being able to say, "A, I I navigated myself out of that and I'm still here." Yeah. And B, I know from experience that that's not who I am. Yeah. Like that's critical. <laughs> and those are, I, I think that those are the reasons, those choices that we've made in the past, right, where maybe I started something, mm-hmm. I, I started a series or something, and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do this, because somewhere in my brain it was like, because I'm going to make that money, you know, I'm going to make so much money with this, and then I get started with it, and I'm, you know, and, and go through the motions, and I'm like, this sucks, I don't, this is not sustainable. Like, right. I don't want to do this. And realizing, and and because of those experiences, a lot of the stuff that comes out of my mouth is based on those experiences. When I say, don't chase the money, that's what I'm talking about. You know, it's like, you, sure, you could chase the money and, and create something, but how sustainable is it? You know, is it really you? Yeah. Um, and, and those are the important things that that happen underneath underneath the surface of what people sometimes deem as successful. Le, uh, Danielle says, "I wish more teachers taught us how to think and not what to think." I am agreeing with that. Um, I, I I think yeah, more questions and less statements yeah. in the art classroom would be great to you know to teach critical thinking skills. <laughs> and to teach you how to like make Emo- decisions, emotional intelligence too. Yeah, I think totally. is really important. Uh, and a, a lot of educators are going in that direction. And a lot of educators operate that way. Yeah, um, and some don't. And some don't. Uh, Leslie said, "Definitely be authentic and be honest about your purpose and what motivates yes, you." Yes, yes, absolutely. That's why, even if it is, listen, even if it's money, I there are YouTubers that. I love that blatantly take on any sponsorship. They have like 10 channels. They don't, it doesn't even matter. And yet I love them because of their, they're actually out there like, and I'm sponsoring this because I like money, you know? And they're like, so it's not, it's not about, it's, it's so hard to describe because it's not about chasing the money or not chasing the money or something like that. But it's about just that authenticity within yourself that really matters Mm -hmm. um that's that's where it's like just just be honest there are some shows that i did um early on where i wasn't having a good time i wasn't selling anything right and the reality would have been if somebody came up they were like what are you doing here i would have said i'm here to make money 
and I wasn't having fun. Right. That was not sustainable for me for the kind of person that I am. So when whenever I do shows, you know, it's not about the money. Anything that's not you is not sustainable because you will burn out on it. You will burn out on it. (laughs) I say that from experience points also. It might not be true for everybody, but I suspect it might be. Um, (laughs) Cameron, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Mic Mic drop drop and stream. (laughs) Yes. Definitely. Uh, Yoshana said, it's like people who believe that in two years you can have a black belt in martial arts. No, you will have a belt that's black. In the 70s, only one person in the world had a master's belt. Yeah. Oh, speaking of the master's, because Kelly was wanting to know if the instructor called herself a master, why isn't she a full-time artist? So the, two different two different people, though. I want to specify that. Yeah. Um, art teacher and... Uh, mentor who called themselves a master, two different people. Yeah. Um, but yes, calling yourself a master, in uh, my opinion, is a little cringy, no matter what. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I don't, especially when you're using it that way, it's almost like almost using like, it as a threat. Like, well, yeah. You're going to make your own choices, decisions that make you happy. Why not don't, just do everything I say? Why don't do everything I Don't you want to be a master like me? It's like, that's an, it, that's, that to me is infuriating because unfortunately there's a lot of people on the internet, a lot of mentors that operate that way. They operate that way. Mm-hmm. They they tend to talk down to the people that they're trying to mentor. And I'm like, that's not how it works. I don't care. I, I almost swore. <laughs> I almost went into a rant. But I'm going to say it anyway. I don't give a flying F how long you've been doing this. Okay, you don't get to tell me how I run my art career. You don't get to tell me what kind of art I create. You don't get to tell me how I present myself in the world. Now, I'm able to say that confidently because I trust my decisions, right? Even if I get them wrong, I trust my decisions. And that, but that's that's the stance that I would love for everyone to take whenever somebody's there because, hey, I admire a lot of artists and I, I admire how long they've been doing it and I admire what they do. But if they're coming at me with something, I'm like, come at me, bro. Cause you know what? It's not, it's not, you're not going to be able to push my buttons and get across this, this idea that somehow, some way that you know what's better for my life than I do. Sorry. It just doesn't work that way. Yeah. Troy said, when you come to a decision, make a decision. Remember, the safest decision may not be the right decision. And if you screw up, fine. Learn from it. Absolutely. That's it in a nutshell. That is it in a nutshell. That's perfect. <laughs> and this podcast is <laughs> concluded. No, that, that, that is a, a very concise way to say all of that. Lori said, when my daughter was in first grade, her art teacher said to color a tree in grass, and she colored a purple tree and pink leaves, and the teacher tossed it in the trash and said, that is not art. Do it again. Oh, boy. What? Lori, you just, I need to find out where this teacher is, where she they said, live. Oh, trust me. We had a little chat. Oh, but, great. Great. Friend. Great. Troy said, I am a master. Hear my ego roller. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much what it sounded like to me when she was like, don't you want to be a master like me? I'm like, really? Did you just I, like, listen, she's she's in her 80s. She's doing her art thing. What she did worked for her. What Fine. she did worked for her. Awesome. I admire her for that. 
you know, I admire her for being persistent and sticking through it. I know that creating an art career back in the day when she did um, was not an easy thing. Big kudos. She might have had to be a predator. uh, She also called herself a predator a lot. In order to make it in that time in whatever location she was in, maybe that is empowerment for this particular human. Um, but to but to really try and steamroll another artist with that ideology, it's just short sighted. And 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 again, that's one of those things where it's like, listen, I'm I'm willing to hear what you got to say. Um, and you know, if something really mm-hmm. is within, but don't tell me to shut down everything that I've created and then leave what I've done here to go and follow you on a quest to do what it is that you want to do, which is basically the advice that she was giving. And I was like, no, that's, that's bull crap. Cameron said, I'm not sure if you talked about it, but a teacher is supposed to mold your style and guide you on your way, not rip your style down. Yeah, Agreed. exactly. I think as a, as a teacher, there are things um, technique-wise that are like, okay, this is how it works. Take it and do with it what you want. Well, yeah, you want to learn but color like, theory. You want to learn perspective. You want to learn... But the best teachers guide you to finding your own path yeah. rather than laying the path out for you. Yeah, I mean... I feel. I mean, yeah. I, the, the truth of the matter is that if you are an educator... Right. And there are some educators that will have a hard time with this. But if you are an art educator, it is not your place to convey to the student whether or not their art is good or bad. You have your opinion. You could tell them, well, I don't really like it. But you cannot mark it as not being a good work of art. Yeah. Like, Essentially, that's that's that ultimately belong. what it comes down to. Kelly's like a predator. That's creepy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not like, you know, for everybody at home, I just uh, did the, you it's know, pretty nice. Yeah, the Arnold Schwarzenegger predator thing. It's good. <laughs> um, I think uh, along these same lines, right? Um, know what your strengths are and trust that. Yeah. You know, rely on what you're strong at. And in addition to that, and a lot of you are going to, I don't know if you'll disagree with me or if you'll like it. Know what your weaknesses are and eliminate them. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> what I mean is know your weaknesses. And if you choose to gently over time, eliminate them essentially by making yourself do the stuff you don't want to do. Yeah. Right. I was really weak communicator. As you can see, I've put myself in several situations <laughs> over the past decade where I'm communicating with people. Um, and I, it's become a strength. It's become yeah. more of a strength than a weakness. Is the journey over for me? No. I still get stressed out about things when it comes to communication. But uh it helps build trust with yourself if you can gently turn your weaknesses into strengths by basically making yourself face that. Yeah. Like you're... The therapy for... Fear of doing fear the thing of doing, is the, doing thing the thing is doing the thing. Yeah, like we have a gig. Our band has a gig. And Rafi immediately accepted the gig. Yeah, because I'm it terrified. Terrifies because him. I'm terrified of doing it. So, yeah, I immediately accepted the um, gig. 
if negotiating scares you, try to find ways to work through that. If numbers and uh, businessy stuff scares you, try to find ways to get comfortable with that. Not overnight, you guys. Like, it's all a work in progress. But when you show yourself that you can actually do the things that you think you can't do, then you kind of show yourself that your capabilities aren't limited. Yeah. Um, because I think that's what causes a lot of people to not trust themselves. And you'll hear people say, well, like, I'm just not good at this aspect of it, or I just don't have the mind for that, or just, or I'm just, that's not me or whatever. And if you know through experience that something's not you, that's cool. That's awesome. Move on from it. But if it's just like, Based on insecurity, based on that a fear that you're not good enough, or you just you don't think that way. I or... mean, if I had just believed that about myself, I wouldn't be here at all. None of you would ever have seen my face or heard my voice. Yep, at all, because I would never have done anything like this podcast or our videos or shows or uh, public speaking or whatever the heck. <laughs> or saying hello. Or saying hello. Or how? Yeah. So if you can. Nudge your where you're weak if you can nudge yourself into doing some of those things until they don't terrify you anymore. That's huge. That's huge. And I think, again, this goes back to the fact that we're artists and like, wow, you know, that's the opportunity that we have in not only creating the work, deciding which work to create and then putting it out there. I want to address something really quick because Leslie says that. You know, it was a little hard to listen to what we were talking about, having been an art lecturer and teacher for 20 years. And I want to make it very clear, Leslie, there are a lot of fantastic and amazing um, lecturers and art teachers out there, people that lift their kids up. Um, Mm -hmm. And there are some that are not amazing. There are teachers, art teachers that I've had, in fact, for the majority of my schooling my art teachers were amazing same they were amazing and they helped me expand on the things that i love doing and were willing to point me in the directions that i wanted to go but i did have two art teachers in that entire time that tried to tear me down um And basically, one of them tried to tear me down simply because I would disagree with him. And instead of having the conversation or, you know, just having the conversation, he was coming at me from a place of authority. And that's that that's the that's the difference, you know, they and truthfully, like. It's not it's not an overall problem where it's, you know, every art teacher is like this or whatever, because that's just not it. You you have to. There are a lot of people that that's, they want to connect with kids. I love kids. Any opportunity that I have to lecture in front of kids and talk to them about being an artist or art or anything like that, I'm, I'm there. Uh, I think we both love that. Yeah. So there are some people that really love it and they, they, they feel they feel excited about that. And I think, I think there are a few out there that it's just a job for them. I think, yeah. And, and that's, that's, it's just a job. 
And, and ultimately, I, they'd be better suited to a different calling. And yeah. that's them not listening to their inner guidance, yes. unfortunately. So, yeah, I just wanted to make that clear. Cause, uh, yeah. Yeah. And because a lot of people here um, are listen, you know, watch our videos or hear podcasts, and, and we get on this topic from time to time. And on occasion, people think that we are anti education, anti uh, establishment. And that is not the case. Um, but it really is. I about- mean, I am a little anti establishment when it comes to like a lot of the bull crap in the art world but i'm not anti-gallery you know like it depends on the gallery that's people and it's the same thing with teachers they're they're people they're people some of them might just be having a bad day i think that that's we're effectively all teachers in this community yes (laughs) yes exactly yeah and that's pretty much what i i i just I think really when it comes down to it, it's like you have people that will influence you just by being who they are um, in a positive way. And you'll have people that will help you learn how to make decisions, right? I think ultimately that's the most important thing. There are people that help you to learn how to make decisions, how to choose from this or that. And then there are people that want to tell you how to do it, what to do. To make the decisions for you. To make the decisions for you. Which unfortunately leaves you feeling very helpless Yeah. um, when it comes time to make decisions. I know a lot of people who don't trust themselves to make any decisions, even little decisions. Little decisions, like going to the grocery store and picking from this, this brand or that brand and like being completely stuck. As a recovering somebody who didn't trust herself to make even the smallest decisions, it's it's unfortunate that a lot of people grow up not being given the opportunity to develop that skill set. Um, and so, you know, reaching adulthood, it's not too late to develop that skill set. No, I, and I think I, I like the idea of like, especially because we're creatives and like really just kind of navigating that whole thing. But I think step one is understanding, like, I'm going to make bad choices. I'm going to make bad choices, especially if I'm somebody who is like, you know, gets stuck on things or like I'm not used to making decisions or like when it comes to just like, should I do this or should I do that? Um, Understanding like it's going to be hard. You're going to make some wrong choices. You're going to fall on your face. And you're going to get it. And that's fine. You're going to get it wrong. And that's all part of it. That's all part of making decisions, making choices, and deciding which direction you're going to head or what you're going to do, um, especially when it comes to art. Because it's so – art. having art as a career is such a – there's no one way to do this. <laughs> like there just is not – there is not one way to do it. And I feel like artists are innovating ways of putting themselves out there and doing the, every freaking – every – Every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so like there just isn't, it's just, it's just who you are in your way. And I think most importantly is figuring out, yeah, I'm going to do this myself. I like what this person did, or I like what that person did, or I kind of dig what this person is saying. So maybe I'll take a little bit of this and a little bit of that and put it the same way that we create art. You know, oh, I love these this color combination. I love these marks. I love this texture. Oh, I want to do something similar in one of my pieces. 
something like that. And that's the same way that we look at our art career and the advice that's out there or the way that another artist lives their life. It's like, ooh, I like this. Ooh, I like that. Oh, I want to do something like this. And I think that really at the end of the day, it's understanding like those are the choices. You don't get them right or wrong. You just, they're just choices. You make some and it's like, oh, this isn't the direction I want to go. Time to pivot. Mm -hmm. And you just, and you tweak as you go and the more experience you have, the more the more you start to understand, yeah, I know for sure that this isn't the direction I want to go because I tried it and it it I don't want to do it. <laughs> you know? But at least you tried it. Not like, well, they you know, I learned this from somebody else or somebody else told me that I shouldn't do th- it's like just try it. Just yeah. try it. If you feel like going in that direction, just try it. Get those experience points by doing the thing. Yeah. Because speculation can only take you so far. Ten years in to this full-time art career, I feel like I'm at, like, beginner to intermediate level still of discovering what I truly like about my jewelry creations and like really zeroing in on that and it's always changing. Do you think you're ever going to get that done though? No. You're never going to get and it I'm done. And I'm still finding my voice as a musician. Like it's a forever process. It is a forever process, you guys. Like I just in the last 10 years, you know how much my art has changed and evolved, you know? And it doesn't mean that the stuff that I created before sucked or like oh well my art now is better i think a lot of times artists use that a little too loosely yeah this is better i i create better work now than i did no you created different work that's so true it was different recently we were uh rafi and i were doing some website maintenance and i was looking back through my like the old parts of my work archive and i was floored at how creative some of the stuff was. And I actually had to take a pause because I was allowing myself to be a, a lot more creative back then because I didn't know anything. Because you were experimenting. Yeah, when you don't... I love... That's <laughs> now why, that I know a lot of things about... Um, that's why I call myself a forever amateur. Yeah. I will always be an amateur. Don't call me a master because I'm always learning. I don't want to lose that. I don't want to lose that experimentation and, and that playing around. That's how I feel too. I, I'm really happy to know all the things I know about jewelry making as far as like the techniques and the skills that I needed to learn but man I want to bring some of that like creative force back back in and like just try stuff you're so silly you haven't lost it no but I'm like (laughs) you know no it's it's changed it's evolved but yeah what you said don't lose that amateur flair for the experimentation I think I think especially when it comes to art jewelry music anything like that it's very easy to fall into that trap of wanting to be seen as a professional or wanting to be seen as an expert in this field right because we have this idea that um that's that's the reason that some people will float around their uh, accolades and all that stuff because it makes them feel like they're important now. Oh, well, I'm an important artist. I do these things. But I, I feel like there's a trap in that. Like, I think you should always be very happy about your successes and, you know, your accomplishments and things like that. But don't let it define you and don't let it make you think that you can't play around 
Mm-hmm. Um, because it's easy. It's easy to follow. Well, now I know how to do this correctly. And it's like, all right, well, why don't you do it incorrectly and see what happens? You know, see what happens. Play around with it. Throw some crap at it. Play around with it. And I think I, but I also know that when it comes to my art and what I create, I trust myself very much to just create what I want to create because I've been through the gamut. Um, through the gauntlet gamut through the gauntlet of, I've been through the gauntlet of like wanting to do this wanting to do that people telling me what sells doing this doing that you know and, and understanding like wait a second out of everything I would rather do this myself so when it comes to art creation I trust myself very much there are other areas that there's a lot of work and I'm not saying that there's no work that needs to be done there That's it's a forever process we don't get it done but I think when it comes to trusting yourself what you create and all that stuff it you got to really understand that it's going to be an ongoing thing Mm -hmm. it really is going to be an ongoing thing but making those decisions and choosing and having fun that's where that's where it really happened that's where you don't take it so seriously it's like all right as an artist my career am i going to go this direction or am i going to go that direction if you're all doomsday about it like well this this is the final time. That's really stressful. If I do this, it better work out. Because if it doesn't work out, then it means that I'm not an artist. And it's like, you are putting way too much stress in this thing. Yeah. Just just do it and have fun. Yeah. Just do it and have fun. Kelly said, kind of reminds me of the art person you used to follow that said, price work this way. But then they said, not my pen and inks because they were not oils. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Kelly, I remember that. And that's the thing. It's like people are going to give you advice and you have to you have to understand, like, this is their perspective. In some cases, it is their perspective, what they've experienced. Mm-hmm. That's fine. In some cases, it's stuff that they heard. Mm-hmm. That's fine. In some cases, it's stuff that they don't even know anything about, but they're just repeating some crap that sounds good. That's fine. At the end of the day, what ultimately matters is, you know, are you going to take it? Yeah. And you got you to trust yourself to make the decision to say, yes, yay, I agree with this, maybe, or nay. 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 Nay, sir. <laughs> I, I think this is great because sharing experience is one of the best things humans can do with each other, for each other. Yeah. Sharing experiences, having dialogue, sharing knowledge, sharing uh, skill sets, sharing all that. Like, that's what we can give to each other. That's a gift that we can give to each other. So I'm absolutely also not wanting to come across like, you know, never listen to any what anyone has to share with you because that's a beautiful thing that we're able to do yeah. is to share our experiences. But that's why it's so important so that you're not pulled in different directions but, by but, the t- changing tides to know what what feels right to you and what doesn't and navigate those things as and you, you go. And you know and you know in your gut because you will either walk away from a situation even if they even if they disagree with you, you may walk away from a situation and after after the conversation feel a little bit more good 
feel a little bit brighter, a little bit lighter, mm-hmm. right? Usually when you're talking to somebody and what they're talking to you about makes sense to you, you feel better walking away from the situation. Um, when somebody is giving you advice that just doesn't click, does not click with you, um, you tend to walk away feeling Drained, drained, depleted, depleted, or just a little dim, a little bit dim. And a lot of times that's what I look at Mm -hmm. that. I honestly, I look at that with every single interaction that I have with anybody. Like, how am I feeling with this? You know, and I also have to pay attention to how am I coming across? Mm-hmm. Because I'm a very, I'm a very, you know, you're a dominant. I'm a strong personality. Yeah. I wouldn't say dominant, but I'm a strong personality, especially when I'm really excited about something. And when I'm excited about something, I could blah, 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 do all that stuff. And like, I always have to make sure that I'm not, not squashing someone's dream. And I think that that's the important thing is that when you are sharing your ideas understanding like these are just my ideas these are just my opinions and if they can help anyone out there to come up with their own opinions great Mm -hmm. if it doesn't jive then it doesn't jive i'm not going to sit there and argue with somebody that they're wrong it just it doesn't make sense like what i believe is what i what i believe and that could change tomorrow when i'm when i'm figuring more stuff out because you know we don't get it done so that's I I think I think really at the end of the day it really comes down to you just trusting yourself to be able to navigate that stuff. Yeah. And and like Clee was saying earlier sometimes it's just facing the stuff. Mhm. Understanding that you're it's going to help you to be able to make more decisions and better decisions for yourself. Yeah, it helps uh, calibrate your inner compass. Yep. If you will. Kelly said, I don't follow him anymore. Good, Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) And I guess guess that's it. I uh, I guess we have reached the end of this. So at the end of the day, I wrote some things down here. Um, How to build trust with yourself. Be yourself. One thing that we didn't touch on is be reasonable with yourself, right? Don't give yourself unreasonable expectations. Um, be kind to yourself. Uh, build on your strength. Let me re- reiterate the reasonable. When I say be reasonable with yourself, I'm talking from personal experience. Don't give yourself a billion things to do and expect yourself to do them. And if you don't do them, that you suck. And also don't expect yourself to make a quantum leap and level yeah. up on something overnight. Be reasonable. <laughs> Be kind to yourself. That's that's the next one. Mm-hmm. Build on your strengths. And your weaknesses. And your weaknesses. And spend time with yourself and, you know allow yourself to make choices, you know, and it could be anything. It's like if you him and haw sometimes, cause you're not sure which small thing, insignificant thing to try out at the store, go with one understanding full. Well, like maybe this is not the one I like. That's fine because at least that way, you know, yeah, this was crap. I'm going to return this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this one. Um, and failure is not a reason to not trust yourself. Failure is quite the reason to trust yourself. Yeah. So, oh man, some of my best leveling up experiences have come from like, well, okay, (laughs) that didn't work out, Yeah. but now I know. Whoops. (laughs) Oh shit. 
<laughs> that's <laughs> that's usually how it goes. And it's like, oh well. Even yeah. if it's like that, Sri Racha is crap. Yeah, we're you. We're definitely going to learn to make our own Shriracha. All right, so we're going to sign off. Thank you so much to the Rogues for being here. You guys are awesome. Thank you uh, for your insight in this conversation mm-hmm. because it was it was fantastic. This was such a powerful conversation because I think trusting yourself is so important, and and the insight that you guys brought spot on. Trust Amazing. yourself before you rust yourself. I don't, that's, it's not, that's it doesn't quite not, have the that's flow. That's not how it goes. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And for everybody that's, uh, listening to this, thank you guys so much for, um, listening. I mean, it's been amazing. Our podcast has been doing very, very well across all the platforms. Uh, we recently started a video podcast where we're videoing ourselves talking, uh, which is basically every video that we have on the internet. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so you can find that on YouTube. And if not, whatever platform you're on, if you are listening to this for the first time and you like what you hear, go ahead and subscribe wherever it is that you have to click on to subscribe. And that's it. Other than that, let's say goodnight. Say goodbye, Clee. Good day. Adios. Adios.